Tell you, uh, there are a couple of things actually. The that um, R- Riley's R- Riley's reversal corner uh, Juggalos good now. Juggalos, I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Riley's reversal corner. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? What's a What's a juggalo? Is that like a gigolo who juggles? Like what? <laughs> I don't understand. No, that's, that's an extraordinarily literal interpretation of what I've said. That's really offensive, Milo. <laughs> How the hell else am I supposed to? Juggalos are fans of the insane clown posse, and they dr- drink. Fago, and they go to the gathering. They they drink Fago. They go to the gathering. Um, they drink what the fuck is Fago? They're very and they're very very good. Is the thing because now um, now the vanguard against fascism in the states is actually fans of the insane clown posse, which shows me <laughs> that 2017 is actually very good. Fighting fire with fire. <laughs> Fighting uh, fire with Fago. <laughs> <laughs> what? I still don't. don't, don't I still don't understand what Fago is. Can we stop? Can we stop using words that I don't understand, please? Okay, so Insane Clown Posse is a is a rapping duo that dress like clowns. Like imagine they're like they're like trashy Kiss. Like that's their. Look. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what Insane Clown Posse is. I was okay with that. Okay, yeah. So their fandom is called Juggalos, which is sweet. Right. And if name. it's a girl, it's a Jagalette. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. Okay. Why? Why are they called that? Is there a reason? I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. So basically, for the longest time, they were really offensive, and then all of a sudden, they were like, "All these offensive songs were just metaphors for Christianity." Do you remember yeah, that? And well, it's th- what? They, that what they do is they'd say that all of their albums that the ICP released were uh, cards in the Joker's deck, <laughs> and that like it all played into this whole sort of universe that they created called the Dark Carnival. <laughs> What? And like there were all fucking of Joss Whedon all over. It. <laughs> <laughs> he just and wants a medal so for essentially his now wife. what's happened is that the Dark Carnival includes a dunk tank for Steve Bannon, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be the first shower. <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! No fucking way! He's had oh in my years. God, that's amazing. <laughs> well, we re- we really broke Olga earlier than usual. <laughs> it's like a bachelor pad for defeating <laughs> fascism. <laughs> It's like it's like how w- welcome welcome to my man cave where actually I have all of my antifa stuff in feminist lineage, l- feminist literature. <laughs> mm. Tight tight tight. Um, oh, anyway, who's 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 here and who's where? Um, shall I? Well, I, my name's my name's Milo Edwards. You might remember from me from every previous episode of this podcast. Uh, I'm in Moscow. Uh, I am at Milo underscore Edwards on all relevant social media. Et toi? My name's Olga. Mm-hmm. And um been con- sober for nine months. <laughs> 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 if only. Um 
contrary to what you may think, based on the name Olga, I am in London currently. Uh huh. Live. Mm. Well, the old switcheroo. <laughs> live at this moment. <laughs> currently alive. Currently live. <laughs> and someone wanted to find you on Twitter. What would they do? Oh, at Rock and Rolga. At Rock and Rolga. Mm. And I, like also from every other episode of this dang podcast, and Riley at Raleigh, R double A L E H. My poorly advised Twitter handle. Such a bad Twitter handle. It's yeah, a, it's pretty bad. It's a really bad Twitter handle. I will say, I think we need to bring back calling this podcast uh, Jabba the Hutt's Podcasting Palace. Jabba the Hutt's Pod Palace. <laughs> oh, yes. I probably like edit in instead of the normal C- theme song. CM Play? I do, <laughs> I do hope that, Ro- that Olga think, is yeah, like was, cha- was, chained up and slightly naked there. That's kind of... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm personally, I'm, I'm trying to grow some Twi'lek head tails, which is going to be pretty great. Um, and then I'm going to desultorily try to choke, like erotically choke Jabba and then get fed to his pet. <laughs> erotically choke. Mm, I love a good like, erotic it, choking. That's like, like that, like sexy lady being fed to the rancor. Like that's definitely like early vor slash mpreg porn, right? What is vor slash mpreg porn? Vor... Uh, God, you guys, you guys. One of my <laughs> friends is into cannibal porn. Riley, why do you know so much about porn? I mean, like, I <laughs> thought that I watched porn, but like, good God. I mean, you know, I just, <laughs> I, st- I don't have a lot going on, you know. <laughs> How do you feel about um, anuses being referred to as poop shoots in porn? Poop shoots. I'm that makes really it, not that into makes him really sound like parachutes, but for poop. Yep. I like mean, when they when they dump out the septic tank of an airplane, there's like a little a little parachute for every little turd. <laughs> So that, it, so that it floats softly <laughs> to earth. That's that's exactly what I'm referring to. Mm. And then the, that's the, the, the they call it the 69th Airborne. Sorry, um, son, you're a member a of the 101st no, Poop I don't, Airborne. Honest, I don't like. This is no to time to be acting like a sissy. Because hot take, hot take number one, Milo. Because <laughs> we're I, gonna get in I'm there. A, and I'm, because I'm a because I'm a hashtag millennial. Um, mm. I I'm just. I, I, I do a lot of uh, eating the booty, essentially. Oh, yeah, you like eating yeah, ass? Yeah, I like eating ass. Oh, my God, he loves eating I, ass. I literally love eating I love, <laughs> and, and, love, I and love if anyone can ass. attest oh to that, God. it's me. Oh, my God, I love talking about eating ass. I mean, I was hoping to go I mean, further can, with the, like... Call, change the name Ass Future, the podcast about <laughs> how the future is ass. Milo, you eat ass? <laughs> you eat uh, ass, Milo? <laughs> well, you know, when, when, when called upon... Um, I was really hoping to go further with the with like with like the the kernel of the hundred and first poop airborne giving a motivational speech. That was that was where my comedic (laughs) riff was going. Can the podcast Um, just be us being like? We're gonna we're listen. We're (laughs) dropping. Do you like eating ass, Milo? Milo, Milo, Milo. (laughs) Can you not hear me? Tell me about eating ass. Can you not hear me? What is going on? I think he's too busy eating ass. Oh, that's why it went off. Why why can you not hear me? I'm talking. Oh, it went on to my headphones. That's what happened. Milo. Yeah, can you hear me? (laughs) Yes. I have been talking this whole time. (laughs) And once you edit the recordings together, you will realize how dumb the two of you sound. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're going like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you unless you're talking about eating ass. Milo, do you eat ass? Sometimes. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we? Shall we do the podcast? Maybe. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Right. Are we good? Are we good yeah. with doing the podcast? Yeah.
Um, I, mean, I mean, no, but it's why we're here, so. The <laughs> podcast is just me describing memes, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. It's, it's I'm going to give you more memes. So, oh, there's a, also, I saw the other day, there's, there's a Russian magazine that's called mm-hmm. Ptemia, which means, like, in, in, the, in the theme. Um, but because of the way it's written, it look, it, if you read it as, as English letters, it looks like B-meme. Uh, <laughs> um, it looks like fine. what? It looks like it says B-meme. B-meme. Um, <laughs> B-meme. Uh, <clears throat> I now want to subscribe to this magazine. I suspect it's probably really boring, though. Uh, so I did a little scan of uh, the news and, and also of Twitter. Uh, when I okay. say I did a scan of Twitter, I mean I was lying in bed at like 5 in the morning just going through Twitter because, because my brain is broken. Um, yeah. Uh, number one, uh, there was a very, in response to the Hillary book, there was a very fun uh, Hillary tweet on uh, Hillary Twitter, on Becky Twitter, as right. people have been calling it, um, which was uh, sort of saying, you know, uh, <laughs> if Hillary just stood in the middle of Fifth Avenue doing nothing, people would probably claim she shot someone. Oh, I saw um, that. And I was like, no, if Hillary was standing in the middle of Fifth Avenue doing nothing, then uh, people would claim she wandered off from the old age home and probably needed to be brought back into the warm. Oh, slam, burn. Oh. Hillary, you better pour some cold water on that one because Trash Future's got your number. You are <laughs> old, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, like, I, just, I just, I hate all sides so much. Like, I mean, like, Hillary Twitter is so dumb. But, like, also, just, like, I also think people who didn't vote for Hillary because they didn't like her very much are also kind of dumb because they ended up with Trump, who they generally speaking like less. I still find that dumb. <laughs> Even I like fine, fine. Bernie was better. We get it. <laughs> but like, you know, it's also dumb not to vote for someone who is like better than the only alternative. That is that is dumb. But it's it's we've reached this point, I think, in comedy, especially where like. I mean, if you kind of describe it fully, is if you hate hipsters, you're hack. But if you like hipsters, you're also hack. Yeah. So it's like every mm. position is hack. Yeah, there is no non-hack position. Exactly. Oh, everything like, is hack, except except being a dang teen. <laughs> yes, actually. Except okay, having except having your no. own fucking nihilist Woke podcast. Teens love dank memes. <laughs> That's a tattoo I'm gonna get. You know yeah. what? You know what isn't hack. You can get a lower back tattoo. I know what isn't hack. What isn't Even hack is ass meat. future. The podcast where the future is ass. <laughs> the future is eating ass. Yeah, the future is eating ass. Like every everyone's wild about eating ass now. In a way, I, we're all eating Trump's ass right now. Guys, I'm turning around Hot to eating ass. Take. I'm thinking of eating ass. Is it? Is is this your? Uh, you're doing a pivot to anal. <laughs> <laughs> pivot to anal. Wait, Riley, do you like your ass getting eaten? Uh, I'm less. I, I prefer. I'm more of a giver. Uh, is, is is a pivot to anal like stoop to conquer? But just <laughs> <laughs> she pivots to anal. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Milo, I'd do you be. Like your ass I would totally. Eaten? I would totally date a girl who pivots to anal. No, I'm not even going to finish that thought. It's just um, Milo. Answer the damn question. Do you like it when people eat your ass? I mean, like, why not? It's an enjoyable sensation. I've never heard anyone be so non-committal about something <laughs> to do with the butt. Usually, people are well, very gung ho about it. There are marches. I'm like, the, I'm like, I'm like the guy, the guy in the hundred and first poop airborne who actually can't handle 
when when they really get into combat. I was like fine in the training. <laughs> but then <laughs> but then once but then once someone starts laying down some MG42 on us, I'm like, "Whoa, man. This isn't what I signed up for." <laughs> you see you see someone's leg getting blown off by a, by an errant rim job and you're like, "Man, fuck. I've got the Moscow autumn cough." Um and last night I went out and got drunk and smoked a lot of cigarettes, which did not help. Uh, <laughs> I mean, do you, would you like some ass for that throat? Yes. Just soothe your throat with the refreshing taste of ass. <laughs> I'm going to skip on to some, something else now. I'm afraid it doesn't have to do with ass, but it doesn't mean we can't talk about ass during... I'll, I'll find a way to bring it up. Don't you wait. Life, um, life finds a way. <laughs> If you if you tweet at Riley the words "you eat ass," uh, the cops actually come and throw a flashbang through your window. <laughs> I may not be hashtag verified. I I I've so I've like completely lost the thread of this app already. <laughs> hey, we haven't really done the episode yet. Okay, let's start. Shall let's we just get into it? Let's just fucking get into it. <laughs> okay, yeah. guys, guys, guys. Do you like sto- stores? Stores? Yeah. Yes. Like grain stores or like, like, <laughs> like Radio Shack? Like, what are we talking here? <laughs> Wait, why is radio? No. Um, this is something that's been really making the rounds on, uh, on, on Twitter recently. On which that is, internet. Uh, oh, th- I thought Riley was making the rounds on the, the Twitter internet. <laughs> hey, recently. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Riley, Riley's sliding into the DMs like, hey, enjoyed your tweet about Trump. Might I eat your ass? <laughs> Tips, tips fedora, <laughs> m'lady. <laughs> Wait, what's what's the like, like like online socialist version of a fedora? <laughs> uh, it's like a fucking supreme hoodie, I think. It's I mean, he's not wrong, and you do own one of those. Uh, but in the meantime, a tech startup called Bodega that hopes to replace mom-and-pop shops with unmanned boxes that rely on an app and artificial intelligence is facing a massive backlash from immigrant business owners and skeptics across Silicon Valley and, this is now me editorializing, rightfully the entire fucking world. Yeah, I mean, it's just a vending machine, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It It is a box full of stuff that's like, you open up and then you take something out, and it recognizes by like a weight and a camera what you've taken out, and then automatically charges your credit card. It's a slightly improved vending machine. <laughs> I I really love things that reinvent things that already exist. It's it's one of my personal faves. <laughs> it's like one day Silicon Valley is going to be like, yeah, so we've invented this thing. So like, uh. Are you tired of like eating food with your hands? Well, uh, we have <laughs> developed this new thing. It combines a long, narrow shaft with three fairly sharp prongs, and you can use this to uh, pending, deliver. Pending. Yeah, pan pending <laughs> to deliver uh, you know pieces of food which you can buy from us at a cost of one hundred and fifty dollars a bag uh, from the specialized food bag to your mouth without getting your hands all covered in food. Um, we call course, this it o- the... It the only works with the proprietary uh, special food bag, right? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We call this the E-Trident. For putting food in your mouth. Poseidon or something? Ah, uh, slick futuristic design. Stainless steel. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wi-Fi capability. Machine washable. Ooh. Yeah. Connects. No, I think obviously you have to pay it connects, extra for it the connects your phone, and you you have to like uh, you have to scan a QR code on the food, which enables the fork to adapt to the food that you're currently eating. Um. Yeah. So. Basically. Which is ironic because if you bought such a thing, compatible with? <laughs> if you bought such a thing, the only food you'd be eating would be shit and die. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna say you don't need a fork to eat ass. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> know how you do it, Olga, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little more from this this article. Uh-huh. Um, for the past ten months, the pair of founders have been testing out the concepts at thirty locations, rage, ranging from like apartment lobbies to dorms and offices to gyms. And the idea is to assess what the most hundred most needed items are in that community. And there, here's they give the examples that get kind of odd. In a sorority house, for instance, young women might regularly need to purchase pretzels, makeup remover, and tampons. Meanwhile, in an apartment mm-hmm. block, residents might regularly buy... What the fuck is going on? Wait, is, is the main benefit of this invention that it will finally allow women to buy tampons? What the <laughs> fuck is the noise? <laughs> Milo, is, it like, is it secret Russian Christmas? We're opening, <laughs> we're opening the takeaway that we just bought. Or rather, okay. Nosha is opening it, and, I, and I'm watching with... with Barely concealed glee. What I what, what seems so ghoulish to me about this though is that the 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 quote unquote bodega says like in a sorority house, uh, for instance, young women might regularly purchase pretzels, makeup remover, and tampons, which sounds to me like a party. Uh, or meanwhile, those dang women block, they love pretzels. <laughs> That's another stereotype about women. They just love pretzels. <laughs> um, I'm with her because I believe in pretzels for all. <laughs> Meanwhile, in an apartment block, residents might regularly buy toilet paper, pasta, and sugar. Um, mm, women don't buy toilet paper. <laughs> no, just tampons. Because they don't have asses. You don't need, Wait, you you just don't put a need an ass to ass. eat fork. Yeah. You soak it in vodka, you put it in your ass. You're drunk and clean. <laughs> good to go. You're good. You're good. To, you're good. To t- time to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> No, go stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> go stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue, <laughs> run for president, and then uh, celebrate September 11th by vomiting and fainting in public. Okay, what are the other things? <laughs> when, I, when an item is bought, Bodega gets a note to replace it and then regularly sends people out to restock the boxes. But what this means is, like, there are going to be, like, houses that have this Bodega thing in their main living space. And, like, just people are going to be coming in and out of your house freely to restock like this like private pay cupboard that's just in your house. So if you're like out of money, you're starving to death and staring at a locked cupboard of food you're not allowed to have. But that's just vending machines. But it's like it's a vending machine that's taking over a space inside your house. I mean, how great is that? I mean, doesn't everyone want a shop to be actually inside the house? Um what I love about this is that the you know the capitalists like it now because they can run a business where they pay no staff and yet still manage to sell loads of shit and make loads of money. <laughs> but when they're not going to like it is when the machines gain sentience and begin keeping all the profits for themselves <laughs> or murdering their former enslavers. You know, I've just realized, you know who actually this would be amazing for, who the target market of this product is? Who? Alt-right YouTubers. Because they never leave the house? <laughs> Paul Joseph Watson will be able to act to be to like subsist on cheese doodles without ever leaving the house. I see what you mean. Imagine I like... my shock when I was murdered by a <laughs> vending machine. <laughs>
But I think I think what's integral to their existence is having someone in their life to hate. But if they're not interacting with with the target demo of their hatred, I feel like it's not going to get fueled. <laughs> Maybe just like someone in an off license was mean to Paul Joseph Watson once. One hundred percent. And now it's like that amazing Mike. I Kaplan feel like joke. someone everywhere has been mean to Paul Joseph Watson at least <laughs> once. Man is the Dick Van Dyke of the all right. <laughs> but basically, Mike Kaplan has a very similar joke about uh-huh. how um, it, uh, all these people who would, if they could ever time travel, they would go h- kill Hitler. So what if, because he's Jewish, and he's like, what if Hitler wanted to kill Jews because as a baby, people Jews kept killing him? <laughs> or trying to kill him because they were time traveling Jews. But that would mean that, hit, that baby <laughs> Hitler was like immune to death, like baby's day out style. <laughs> Maybe trying to kill me? Maybe and Hitler all the time traveling Jews were like, were like incompetent three stooges style. Like three would come to the door like with giant knives and just get stuck in the door frame. <laughs> Maybe Paul Joseph Watson thinks that the Second World War is like that film Looper. Yeah, um, that's the Mike Kaplan joke. Yeah, that's that's kind of the joke. That's the joke we've been doing for the last few minutes, Milo. Thank you for oh, catching well, up. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not called Blooper, it's called Baby Hitler and the Time Traveling Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Hitler, baby Hitler, riding backwards on a pig, baby Hitler. Um, Yep, I'm in favor of that film, let's make it. (laughs) Let's get a budget together. Uh, Okay, Uh, there is actually something about that I want to move on to, but... Yeah, for one, the, the fortunately, um, because the bodega company was so incredibly just like tone deaf in all of its advertising, because they, like their statement was actually, we want to put your local corner shop out of business. <gasps> but they call themselves bodega. I think that's like, yeah. that is almost criminal. Like, what do you? What do they think all those people are going to do? Like the people, like like the people who are living in like London working in off licenses in New York and working in bodegas, what are they going to do when all the, they're put out of business by essentially vending machines? Like, I they- don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's the argument that I nice. would be compelled to make because I think the idea of not eradicating an industry because it puts people out of jobs is a reason to keep making, I don't know, growing tobacco or whatever, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's the only reason, but I no. think it's the like I I think it's it's something you should be conscious of. Mm-hmm. I think you absolutely need to think about employment. Yeah. But also, it's a completely pointless product. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's the, the thing, thing that bothers me. It's t- it's I think I'm bothering. Also, does this does this make me feel sound like a bad socialist? No. Grow as much tobacco as you want. <laughs> like, but the, not too the, much. the company that came up with this bodega thing. They're like they're like some 1930s guys in high trousers who are like, say, look at these immigrant people making money from their own business. Well, we're going to put a stop to that. <laughs> so these are the bodega the bodega people are actually time traveling racists. Yeah. Why aren't we making money from this? That's what I want to ask. <laughs> like we, we for we like two ex Googlers. Uh, could make millions on uh, eradicating the livelihoods of basically everyone else. But yeah. the problem is not technological change. The problem is that like all of the benefits of that technological technological change really amounts to a massive upward transfer of wealth to a very small number yeah. of people. 
Well, yes. yeah, the kind, of, the kind of people who, when they see people making money, their first question is, why aren't we making money from this? And, <laughs> first, and, like, and they then try and disguise it as them helping out. It's like, it's, it's, you shouldn't, it's, we shouldn't, like, it's not that, like, technological change is necessarily bad because it makes some industries obsolete. It's that the ownership model of capitalism means that when industries are made obsolete, like, three people benefit from it, and then three million people are put out, are put out of work and told to retrain as coders. But they're, like, you know, like a, like a 50-year-old who's worked at a bodega for 30 years, and it's like, oh, I'll just learn Ruby on Rails now, which is already an obsolete language. <laughs> Oh, oh, God, this whole thing, like, everyone should learn how to code pisses me off so much. Because, like, first of all, <clears throat> like, coding is hard, right? Point yeah. one. And, like, I mean, lots it could of people be that hard. just I majored can't in computer do science stuff at university. that hard. Thank you! <laughs> <laughs> and point two is, like, we don't need an entire world population of fucking computer programmers. In fact, well, the, the number of jobs for computer programmers is surprisingly small. The thing is, do you know who does need an entire population of computer programmers? Is, is Silicon Valley who wants a hot, a large labor pool so they can pay lower wages to computer programmers? Mm, like, hot take. Why do you think? No, I mean all of the computer, like the the computer game companies, they're essentially just like slave labor. Yeah, like that's that's and that's why like the the sort of that there's this big like that big meritocracy argument that you keep getting for like for immigration. Right, which is the oh, we only want the best and brightest that the U.S. keeps using to justify its H-1B visa program, or the U.K. uses to like justify its shortage occupation list, or whatever. Really, is just a concerted push by the tech industry to put drive down labor costs. In effect, yes, sucks. Whoa, shit, that's woke. Oh God, I want everything I've said to be edited out. I feel like I, I'm sounding like a libertarian cuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, to be fair, you, I'm sure if anyone in this room would like the age of consent lowered. My favorite kind of cop. <laughs> it o- is me. Olga just dates teens, everyone. I love teens. She dates dang teens. Do you reckon there's like a, there's an algorithm that just loves eating ass? Could we get like an, an ass eaters category <laughs> on Facebook? It just advertises you like uh, you E. coli medication. You mean it's an algorithm? <laughs> yes. Sorry, what? <laughs> My name is Olga, and I love ass. <laughs> this is this, I think that's the, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> well, we're going to do another few minutes about education, I think, after this brief break. Are you inserting the tongue into the anus? Wait, are we talking about ass eating or pussy eating? Ass eating. So are you licking up and down or are you going in and out? So you go up and down, up and down and around the town. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) My man laughing. (laughs) (laughs) My my man eating. Mm. My man eating that good ass. (laughs) Supersize me. (laughs) Please cut this out. It's so racist. (laughs) <laughs> I am not cutting any of this Please, out. I'm begging you, oh God. <laughs> I mean, th- I, the only reason I cut it out is basically because I only really know my man laughing as like a come town take. See, you see, what, what really what really killed ass eating was the talkies. Remember how we talked about how we are going to try and s- keep segment two tight? Okay, let's keep I it got, tight like an asshole. I got halfway through one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like so, an ass? Uh, there is... There's been this um, sort of growing 
movement tight, tight, tight. In, in, in the UK of allowing private charities and trusts to take over schools. And one of the most recent ones uh, has been the very creepily uh, and not at all weirdly named um, Inspiration Trust uh, has taken over a school in Great Yarmouth. And the Inspiration Trust sort of already gained some notoriety a couple of years ago for taking over a school in Wembley. Uh, and instituting the most insanely strict disciplinary codes um, that really anyone had ever heard of. And they have now taken over another school in Great Yarmouth, which has, I think, quite reasonably prompted some um, questions asked from the parents. Yeah. People, they look at a school and they say, why can't this be more like a concentration camp? <laughs> I mean, the... Um, they got this. Uh, they've got this. This disciplinary uh, manual, which has been making the rounds, um, which, just as an example, uh, yeah. says that uh, students have to go to bed at half nine and, and wake up at six. Um, it's How do they mo monitor that? Uh, How is that reinforced? Well, they they reinforce that by like shaming parents. So like if they mm. so they they say that it's the parents who have to discipline the students at home, and then the the school is disciplining the students at school, and so really, they're being kind of disciplined a hundred percent of the time. Is this school kind of BDSM? <laughs> is that like the it's? I mean, in 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 a sense, I mean like it's um, they uh they are so obsessed with the idea of discipline that students have to um have to walk in single file in their classes from class to class. And if you talk in the hallways, you're punished. You're not supposed to go to the bathroom during class. Is it bad that I'm getting a little turned on? No. And they are fed <laughs> only on thin potato soup. Are you going to get another soup? bellow <laughs> orgasm? Yeah. And if you um, talk in class, you have to eat the headmaster's ass. <laughs> <laughs> um. And, and, and it's one of the communiques says, if you are sick and you need to vomit, no problem. We'll get you a bucket. That's probably all your body wanted, to vomit. And because you're probably not really ill and instead just trying to get out of class. If I went to this school, I'd probably want to vomit. <laughs> um, they, did they think that like, one minor subject to this school might be they accidentally really enable bulimia? <laughs> <laughs> there's like a load of there's like a yeah, load of like teenage girls who are like hell yeah I can like do it at my desk because <laughs> they're getting so much food poisoning from eating ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Charlie Palmer went to this school, he'd be having a whale of a time. <laughs> well, um, and so it's but the, the, it's it's instilling what I th I find it so annoying. I'll, I'll, I've got some selections here. Is that they say your children's yeah. job? is to attend school every day, on time, follow all instructions the first time, every time, treat everyone they meet politely, which will find means with utmost deference, and get the top grades they possibly can in everything they do. Which, essentially, like, it's, it's just complete anathema to sort of critical thinking, creativity. Uh, it's, uh, and it's, it's basically, it's, it's suggesting that sort of the most ideal kid is a complete robot. It may not surprise you to learn that the Inspiration Trust tends to take over schools in relatively deprived areas. Oh, God. Well, yeah, but, I mean, that's not surprising. is it? I mean, well, that, that, I feel like of all the criticisms we could make, that's probably not one of them, because, like, all of the schools that are up for takeover are all in deprived areas because that's where the bad schools are. Because in the middle-class areas, the schools aren't bad. 
for reasons which are also due to capitalism. But like, <laughs> there's not really but like their stage to aim is to make the school better. I want to know what this guy's right. driving force is. What's his thing? I, I this is something weird. Like, Milo, you read his blog, right? Yeah, I did. The read guy, the, the blog guy was charge. great. I fucking love the um, blog. The man in charge, Barry Smith. Um, I will now, I will now read a short excerpt from this man's please. blog. Yeah, go he for says, it. he says, uh, this is this is a this is from a section about a school trip, which I really enjoyed. As per normal, we entered the tube car. Good explanation there of how how a tube works. Although also, who describes it as a normal. tube car? We're back into 1930s talkies, man. Again, we entered the tube car. <laughs> Traveling on the Underground Railroad. No, not freeing the slaves, but getting from one end of the city to the other quickly. Um, <laughs> we, we stood in silence. We got our books out. We read. It's becoming weirdly like slam poetry at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when seats became available, we sat. When adults needed a seat, we immediately stood and offered our seats. Okay, so plot twist. The headmaster is also a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> That explains everything. Thank you. <laughs> but we're now, we're now coming up towards my favorite detail. We changed at Canary Wharf. We formed a perfect line again. We stayed in order. We counted down, each person shouting out their number in French. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Why do they have to shout out their number in French? Um, it's like, it just so, I love just that detail. Like, oh, yeah, I made the kids number off to make sure they were all here. Uh, again, Imagine like, as though they're about to jump out of a plane in Band of Brothers. Um, and then, um, but then also just the random detail that they have to do it in French now. Like, it's not enough that the children are like militarily disciplined. They also have to be militarily disciplined in French. Wouldn't um, that look like a really sinister countdown? <laughs> yeah. On, on busy but narrow pavements, we stayed eyes front, silent, single file. Not a second was wasted. I think this man is writing this with a full erection. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is really the impression where, I get. Where does he get the money? Uh, again and again, and this always happens when we take our kids out, members of the public congratulated the kids, congratulated the teachers, stopped and pointed. Look at that fucking weirdo, they said. <laughs> um, with an erection leading a bunch of children around. How disgusting. Took photos as a perfect line of Michaela pupils proudly walked by. Michaela kids turn heads. Yeah, Michaela was the school they took over. They took. They, they took over in North London. Yeah, oh. you also made it sound like kind of hostile. <laughs> like the Inspiration <laughs> Trust turned up with AR-15s. So like, it's our school now. <laughs> as ever, staff at the venue said they'd never seen such polite children. The kids shone in the shop. Their manners were impeccable. They spoke clearly to shop staff. They wished shop staff have a nice day. They made great eye contact. <laughs> so, wait, maybe this is like a rehabilitation academy for like posters. Um, as we queued to enter the planetarium, the kids showed off, reeling off loads and loads of French, as if they're just saying random phrases, but in French, like not actually talking. But just like just saying like bonjour, quoique monsieur, pomplemousse, using really a broad range really of structures, projecting beautifully, their accents stunning members of the public. <laughs> Again, all, all of this is in conversations and interactions that definitely, really, 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 definitely. Oh, happened. oh god, it gets better. French tourists were overheard discussing how smart and how polite our kids were. They also went on about how good our kids' French was, like. And then everybody clapped is like the next line that I expect in this, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounds like the guy had some like really traumatic sexual experience with a French woman once. <laughs> but also, don't you notice that like 
at turns, the kids are either completely silent in a queue or spouting off random French phrases. Mostly yeah, they, help they're just me, like, help they're me, like, please, they're like dear Lord, French help me, perfect French action. action. <laughs> I, I sort of imagine that guy having a sexual experience with a French woman who is like, that was really bad sex. And he's like, but I use such a broad range of structures and, rem- <laughs> and remain silent throughout. But I queued up perfectly. <laughs> I'm just imagining this they guy like unison. organizing a weird <laughs> orgy during which everyone is silent and having sex with each other, but in single file. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but as to the as to the animus of this guy, I ge- like I've I've tried I've done some research on it. I genuinely don't know because he's not. It's not like he's got a religious agenda. Um, yeah. And it's not that he has even necessarily a social conservative agenda. Does he have children himself? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But um, if he did, they would eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no uh, child of mine. I mean, what, honestly, what I actually think happened is that like eat um, your ass, Gregory. There's no dessert <laughs> until you've eaten all of your as, ass. I think some. I think there was like. Someone went in with the movie ticket from the last action hero to like a really hacky eighties high school comedy, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's definitely put like the, the the football team on double secret probation, <laughs> and they need to and they need to pull off the biggest prank of the semester. <laughs> oh yeah, like Barry Smith is definitely gonna try and like you know turn. Like, he's essentially gonna try and turn like Thorpe Park into like the children's sadness factory. Oh God. Like yeah, but also like the name Barry Smith. He sounds like a divorced driving instructor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barry Smith also sounds like a fake name. I'm pretty sure he has like a so like a background. His other, real name other, was Paul Joseph elements. Watson all along. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine our shock. <laughs> uh, other other elements of the of the document that I thought were fun were um d- that uh, basically the uh, the they exist in acronyms. So they say that in order, in order to interact with the staff, you must always think of your steps. Number one, sir or miss, every time. Number two, thank you, every time. Number three, excuse me, every time. Number four, please, every time. But what really gets me is number five, smile, every time. <gasps> Do they have uh... to say thank you even when it's not warranted? Like, like if it's, it's like... The, the, it's like you, You've got detention, and they're like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for the bucket. (laughs) Thank you for the bucket. Thank you for Um, allowing me to vomit, sir. Like, one of the other rules is pupils are asked to track the teacher by keeping their eyes on them whenever they're talking. Like, you're not allowed to look out. You're not allowed to look off to the side. And it says, in quote, you never turn around. Even if you hear a noise behind you, you don't look out the window. You never lose focus. (laughs) <laughs> uh, this school is so vulnerable to a shooting <laughs> The kids are just sitting perfectly still in single file While one of the other kids who has justifiably gone insane Mows them all down <laughs> uh, Well, toilet breaks during or between lessons are not permitted mm. so Between lessons either? Yeah, nothing Where the fuck do you piss? In the bucket. bucket. There's a bucket <laughs> going down. Student in Everyone is assigned a bucket. 
<laughs> can we go? Can we bucket. go undercover in this school? You um, can't look in the bucket as well. <laughs> you have to piss while making eye contact with it. the teacher. We, we do like Trash Future Never Been Kissed, where the three of us go pretend to be pupils in this school. And we just like... <laughs> and we just oh like troll God, the system. We need to fucking go to those schools. I, I during a French class, uh, take a shit in the bucket <laughs> while, while never breaking eye contact oh with the God, teacher. Please, can we go and while counting from <laughs> one to 30 flawlessly. <laughs> we fuck so many underage teens. Mm, yeah. It sounds like sounds like a Japanese porn film. <laughs> uh, but but then again, you know it doesn't the, everything. Do you know what the um You're on Trash Future. Do you know what the what the what the like creepiest thing is? Their main form of punishment, which you get for like demerits, like if you look away from the teacher or whatever. Oh well, my school had is, demerits. Is no, but that what you have if you get a couple demerits, you get put in what's called isolation. Yeah, that sounds like detention. It's like detention, but it's like like being shunned by the Amish. Like you're not allowed to sit with anyone else at lunch, for example. Oh god! You just have to be by yourself. And you're only allowed to have like candles and horse and cart and stuff. It's like it's it's and um yeah it's you are you're literally like not allowed to uh, interact with anyone ever. And it even says on the guide, like, um, your homework is your top priority. You should never do anything. You should go to bed early and always do all of your homework. The point where it said, when you leave school, walk directly home. Don't socialize with other, other pupils. Sit down in a quiet area and do your homework immediately and then go to bed at, ni- at 9.30. When do you eat? Um, uh, you're not allowed to eat, actually, because that doesn't focus on exam results. Also, when because, you eat, because it makes eating, you want to poop. Eating pee, leads to pooping, to and pooping <laughs> leads to toilet breaks. How is this uh, legal? Well, that's the thing. It's, I think, again, I, th- I think, it's, I think there's like, it's, it's connected to the fact that like, these, like, we, sort of, it, that we internalize sort of a lot of the um, pathologies of poverty in a lot of people who are less well-off rather than in the system that creates their poverty. So we suggest that the problem with deprived areas um, having bad schools isn't that, um, you know, there is, there is like, like enforced uh, family chaos due to like benefit slashes, uh, constant like sur- crazy surveillance by police and social workers and stuff. Um, an uneven life created by sort of the criminalization of entire categories of people. But schools like this allow us to say, no, the poor are just naturally wild. They're just crazy by themselves, and so we have to keep them in order. <clears throat> right, well, yeah, well like, here's the thing, isn't it? Is that, like, so... Um, in the, I think in the UK in recent years, there has been, like, some success with, like, these kind of people who've, like, turned schools around and, like, the kids have gotten a better education and stuff, which is, like, it's a good thing because, like, you have, I think a lot of these schools, like, having attended, like, a school that was a bit like this for a while, like, you get, like, schools where there are, like, quite a lot of, like, smart slash normal kids, but then there are, like, there's, like, a 20% of kids who just uh, so completely destroy the fabric of the school that no one learns anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and therefore, if you like, if you have these schools that are really well run, they can ensure that at least like a good percentage of like kids in deprived areas are getting good education without like. So I mean, like, yeah, obviously, like a lot of the reasons behind like the broader, broad brush causes of all of this are to do with like society, right? But mm-hmm. given that like changing society would take a long time, changing schools is quicker in terms of a way to ensure that more of those kids aren't then 
in, trapped in the cycle of poverty. However, what? this particular school is insane. Um, so, but <laughs> at the same time, like this is just a complete, like the, the sort of incredible disciplinarian, um, the, inc- the sort of insane disciplinarian nature of, of Barry Smith's um, tier, tier school for tots. Uh, yeah. is just like this weird pathologization of, uh, of, of just entire areas. And dehumanization. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Some for shit, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, like, my point is I don't have a problem with these schools in principle. I have a problem with this school in particular because it's run by an insane person. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's run by an insane person who, who, may, who, who, makes up, um, uh, who makes up interactions they've had with people on the street because their students are at once silent and very well queued up and also babbling random French phrases. Do you think I would like the idea of these kids learning better French than him so they can start like trashing him behind his back in like fucking Marseille slang? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, est-ce que tu penses c'est le headmaster c'est une belente? <laughs> uh, this is definitely like, a very good work, children. <laughs> no ass eating for you today. <laughs> go but to sir, <laughs> may I have some more? <laughs> you have to go to bed without your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I had his. I had to confiscate your child's ass <laughs> <laughs> because his ass is mine. No. Milo, quick yeah. question. Okay. Okay. Actually, before we go to the before we go to Steven Seagal fact, let's do a little um, I, let's do a little uh uh wrap up on uh Mr. Barry Smith and his fantastic Dickensian uh, teen prison. Uh, uh, what, what do we think? Teen Prison sounds like a great TV show that I would watch. Yeah, <laughs> like it really, OC it, it really does sound thing. a lot like those crazy Victorian prisons in Britain that they had in the 19th century. You know, where like, they thought that like the solution to people learning how to be better criminals in prison was to keep prisoners isolated from each other 24 hours a day, um, which just meant that all of the prisoners went insane. Like, that was literally the only <laughs> consequence. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess we better not do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy oh, fact. Trial and error, trial and error. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, the Michaela School in North London and the Great Yarmouth Charter School in Great Yarmouth, um, I much prefer them as settings for, like, a snobs v. slobs teen comedy where Barry Smith definitely, 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 like, ends up trying to give like a really important rally and then just gets pantsed and then everyone yeah. gets to see that he has a oh, tiny yeah. dick and but there's really like there's balls. like the, the beaming <laughs> the beaming mayor of the town comes to inspect the school and they like pour custard all over the headmaster at the crucial moment and he's like those dang teens <laughs> no like, this is why because, i've always hated the teens and because that gets so much attention they com- they completely ignore the fact that there were three adults pretending to be students <laughs> And they also completely the, ignore the, the fact that the, the teens dunked this custard over his head while speaking perfect French. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add insults well, to the movie, there were no French tourists around to notice it. <laughs> Barry Smith taught the teens such perfect discipline and coordination that they were able to pull off the most insane custard dunk <laughs> in perfect French. In the, <laughs> in the history of the school, you guys are going to be legends forever. <laughs> but wait, those th- those three cool those three cool older teens. Where did they go? <laughs> and we're just off to free another school. Wait, is that Kirsten Dunst? 
<laughs> it's like never been kissed, but never been rimmed. Cur- oh, God. Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst playing Olga Koch, playing Kirsten Dunst, playing a school child. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um... And then, All like, right, the headmaster so is playing... With a cameo play- of Olga Koch playing Kirsten <laughs> <laughs> The headmaster is played like by, the like, Kevin Spacey. Professor, it's just you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the entire... Uh, all me all in a fat suit. <laughs> it's you in a fat suit. But then it's you in a fat suit wearing Spanx. <laughs> um, but, like, the... the, <laughs> the Kevin, Kevin Spacey is, like, the playing the Frank Underwood character as suit. the headmaster. <laughs> and he, like, keeps, like, turning to character. They might think that the custard makes, means the end of this, but they're wrong. <laughs> All right. So I'll play I their think, game for now. Well, I think I'll, we've got a great new setting. We've got a great new movie pitch uh, for uh, Never Been Kissed 2, Never Been Rimmed, <laughs> set in the, in the great Yarmouth Charter School. <laughs> this awful expression of just, once again, the pathologization of the, beh- of the behaviors of people who tend to be in poverty. Yeah. <laughs> She's tired Fuck of y'all. being single, so she's had to go single file. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's never been kissed, but has she ever been French kissed? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh At la random la. outbursts in the Canary Wharf tube station. <laughs> yeah. Then it really is, there really is kind of a whole Hitler youth element to the way in which he describes the children. Well, yeah, they tend to be sort of following orders and barking out commands and stuff. Or yeah, they, like, and they there's like a, and, and, but commands. they're also they they know loads of like propaganda about the Jews. <laughs> like that's the that's the one element like where members of oh, yeah. like, God they're so polite and they're like yes we're very polite unlike the Semites. And like what? <laughs> <laughs> what did that child just say? Milo, <laughs> what is happening to you? <laughs> I mean, I, I do like the idea. Is, I, it's just, it's that, that sort of extremely disciplined children thing is just creepy. Yeah, it's it's very Hitler Youth. That's literally what it mm. is. Teens will be teens, and Barry fucking Smith will not stop them. When I mean, there were actually some dang teens who rebelled against the Nazis, weren't there? There was that whole oh, I can't remember what the group was called, but there were a bunch of them that were like the they went around like in their spare time, a la um, Heather's murdering like SS officers and shit, and then loads of them were executed. Um, I mean, that's a pretty lit thing for teens to do. It was pretty woke, <laughs> to be fair. Oh my god, should we do like a CWMTV type half hour like comedy drama about it, like Teen Wolf? <laughs> teen, teen Wolf, but like Teen Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. Exactly. I think that would be amazing. I yeah. think. I yeah, I mean, one for the trash to listeners. If you uh, if you know the group of people I'm talking about and can hit me up with the name of them, do do tweet. Wait, in. but that'd be amazing because you could cast really hot, like hot Aryan looking dudes. Oh yeah. Teens? Hot Aryan looking teens? Yeah. Hot I can be Aryan the casting teens. director. You can do the casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a star, don't you? Teen Wolf casting couch. Teen Wolf casting couch. <laughs> don't you, don't you want to be in the talkies? <laughs> um, uh, hey, Milo. I, I would like to see this school being run by Tony Soprano. <laughs> I think that would be better. Like, he just gets the kid in his office like, do you ever fucking think? <laughs> How does this make me look? You think I'm an asshole? (laughs) You said you got to wear the uniform jacket. (laughs) You said that Mrs. Mrs. Delano had a ninety-pound mole removed from her ass. That's two days in isolation now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just business. It's a matter Uh, of respect. 
Milo, I got a question for you about um, now that we're talking about the movies and the talkies. Um, do you know who might be good to cast as uh, Barry Smith in uh, Never Been Kissed 2, Never Been Rimmed, starring Tony Soprano? Uh, never, never, be, never Been Kissed 2, Never Been Rimmed, colon, yes. on deadly ground. Correct. And this that's not, that's not the mark of... That's not the punctuation mark, colon. That's just the word, colon. Colon on deadly ground. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the deadly ground of her colon. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's he been up to? What's so Mr. Having, Steven Seagal been up to? I'm having to get more creative to? with the Steven Seagal facts now because we've now done quite a few of them. Um, so what I did today was I just put Steven Seagal into Google. And you know how Google now suggests to you, like popular questions about Steven Seagal. Yes, yes, yes. What are they? And you can, and you can like drop down, open the boxes. Well, one of the questions that came up was, what is Steven Seagal's race? <laughs> and what I love about this is not so much the answer, but just that this was a popular question <laughs> on Google. <laughs> People were like, can I, I like Steven Seagal? I don't like him, Seagal? but I don't know I why. I need to know what race <laughs> he is. Um, so, in case you're alt-right and you only want He's to Jewish, like Steven Seagal if he, forms your, if he conforms to your narrow definition of racial purity, uh, Stephen Frederick Seagal was born in Lansing, Michigan, to Patricia Ann Fisher, a medical technician, and Samuel Seagal, a high school math teacher. His paternal grandparents were Russian Jewish immigrants. Oh, no, the Jews again. And his mother had English, German, and Dutch ancestry. That was ironic anti-Semitism, I wish to clarify. <laughs> yeah, um, no, got, got it. Got it. The, following, the following two questions are, is Steven Seagal Native American? And <laughs> is Steven Seagal white? <laughs> I like the idea that the same person asked all of these questions. <laughs> like, he didn't really feel the first answer really, like, got to the bottom of it. And he was like, no, what I mean is, is Steven Seagal Native American? And they're like, it's still not okay. He's like, no, what I mean is, is he white? I can, I, it's, you almost understand why someone might be a. He probably. I imagine he probably would claim to be Native American. Um, I learned. Probably, I learned Aikido from a sitting bull himself. <laughs> and secondly, I think he really tries to. Cl- he a- after the movie Glimmer Man came out, he started talking not just in that film but in the rest of his life in like mm-hmm. this like a like a. And weird Creole, like half Creole accent. Oh God! So he's like the original Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, Steven Seagal is like trans is like transracial, <laughs> but he's been he. The problem is he just is like transracial eight ways. <laughs> like a woke Russian doll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a woke multiracial matryoshka doll. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the matryoshka. <laughs> I said it right this time. Yeah, you did. You did get it right. I can't remember what you called it before. Matryoshka. Matryoshka. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> this, this podcast is what really about a learning experience for me, Riley. We're slowly going to teach you Russian. That's yeah, like, that's like the, yeah, I think Riley has his own patois. It's like how the, how the Italian-Americans can't actually, they say gabagool when that's just not what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Similarly, you're like, you could, you could form like a new, like, Riley's uh, uh, American, the Russian... Uh, Hey, a matryoshka doll. Hey, <laughs> be nice. Be nice to your babushka. She does a lot for you. I told you, I'm going to go for Halloween as a gabagool. <laughs> hey, kids, sit down and eat your borscht. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think it's time for us to go sit down and eat our borscht? Single file. Single file. Silence between classes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No vodka till you're 21. <laughs> All right. 
Good night, everyone.